And then Cersei asks Tywin if he heard what Tyrion just said. Did you hear what he said? Tywin rises and says he believes that they'll dispense with the betting. And then says, Tyrion, I'm certain you did not mean to threaten the king's royal person. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate, and joining me as always is my brother Zach. Startled by that introduction. I know, I left, I left right out at you. Yeah, you Just did, and I was startled. Anyway, hi, hey. Thank you for joining us. It's, uh, it's been a hot minute, and so we missed you guys. Yo, are we under attack? Helicopters are swarming outside. This, see, this is why we haven't released an episode. We're guys. under attack. They're after us. <laughs> the Brotherhood's been on the run. If you've joined us before, you know that we are full spoiler. If you have not been here, that's your warning. We say one and only, you'll probably be warned again, but we do spoil shit. Yeah, we like to read a game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire, damn it, A Song of Ice and Fire, here. Currently, A Storm of Swords. But uh, we've been on a hiatus as of, Jesus, this is like really fucked. Excuse me, you I set mean, up it's, the microphone No, it's then. slowly like twisting and turning. Oh, it needs to be tightened up. It's been, a, it's been a while, you know? So we had some equipment failure right. and lost a lot of episodes, and then... Four. I mean, we we recorded one, and then we recorded the Sansa one, which we are currently would be reading today and will be, and it it sucked. It was balls, and uh, it was just a stale conversation. Bad, mainly because we had already recorded it, and it just didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel unique, and that got us kind of down and uh, COVID funk a little bit, and we kind of just lost some steam. We needed to reassess uh there's been some transition periods our lives man. right uh Just need to get some shit together yeah you know nate's dealing with a kid moving from kindergarten to first grade and getting as a single prepped. a single dad and, right gets, and, uh, and the toddler the the little one as well and uh, a career shift so you guys I, you know right, you know career shift and, and you know myself i was unemployed for a bit have finally managed to get employed again which is wonderful but uh yeah we needed to get the a we, mental recharge for a bit, not be under a deadline, any deadline. Uh, even our D&D game took a, a little bit of time off to let everyone reassess. Now, though, things are opening. We are both two weeks out from our second we're, shot. We're like a month out right. from our second shot or something. Well beyond shit, it. But, we're vaccinated. You know, the children around us are healthy and Yeah, safe. I'm at the tail end of my certification classes and shit, things my law are classes. Up, so. And we've been reading every single email that's been coming in from you guys, which has Mo- motivated kept, us. Kept, kept us, us alive. Yeah. Uh, we have thrived off of laughing and joking and talking about your emails, and it's been fueling that fire for us to get right back into it. So here we are. New equipment. New equipment, which Secure, is much, up, yeah. all that fun stuff. Yep, we've got the stuff needed, thanks to some lovely, lovely listeners. And so we decided, fuck it, now that we can finally stand to look at ourselves in the mirror, let's record our voice and throw it out on the internet. You're looking at yourself in the mirror again? Well. I haven't hit that point. Shyly, like a stranger in a pub. Gotcha. Mm. A slight wink every now and then. Any fucking way. Last episode, we were reading Danny 3. The plaza where she... Yeah, we're, we're reading A Storm of Storms. Uh, that's a didn't, didn't we already... No, we did, but, like, uh, we're reading A Storm of Swords, and we're full spoiler. I know, you again, you gave the warning. You're good. You covered the bases. But that's what we do here. 
and it's been a hot minute. We're almost halfway through this book when the fizz kind of fizzled out on our end. And, uh, yeah, just want to give a little refresher here. Breathe. That uh, we're about halfway through Storm of Swords, and many of you are catching up, and hopefully our hiatus has given you time to, and you, many of you have been with us from the beginning, and we appreciate it. Hope you're coming back and... Joining us for the 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 real meat of the this juice. fucking series. Yeah, right. Like we're we're really excited to be diving into. You know, we got a couple of weddings ahead of us Indeed. here soon, and guests. I still have. Uh, you know, the pandemic put a, a dampener on a lot right. of things, but you know, we had spoken to a good number of guests beforehand that I'll be reaching back out to now that you know sanity is being restored once again in my house. Right, you know, so. at least in our little stretch of Southern California for the time being. Speaking so. of Southern California, yo, it's fucking hot today, and so the air is, it's not off. Right. It's, it's turned. So if you hear it, it's Nate's just... comfort trumps your listening experience. Just remember that. I give 110%, Nate gives like 98%. Whoa. Just saying. Anyway, as Nate said earlier, last episode, episode we were reading Danny 3, which, uh, Explosive episode. So fucking huh. good. Yeah, uh, shut the fuck up. Danny. <laughs> Zach's been reading Piers Anthony lately. Oh, yeah. The pun king, so. Uh, we'll save that for, for the that. small council. We'll talk anyway, about it. Anyway, Danny, yeah, took control of the Unsullied. She acquired a new wonderful Tricked handmaiden. Tricked shit out of the slavers and, and torched, torched Krasnus, which was well-deserved, and had Missande by her side as well now. And yeah, she got her dragons, fucked shit up, struck the chains off of every slave, killed every master in the city, and threw away the whip, not needing to enslave them, but promising them instead freedom. Just walk walk with me, and it's your choice. You'll be freedmen. And they gladly, well, <laughs> happily accepted that. Orders, it's always weird with the Unsullied. Yeah, They're yeah. kind of like, yeah. They're like, well, we, we've been trained to do You had the whip, this, so. so like, yeah, we'll do what you say. Yeah, sure. And uh, then, yeah, Danny is enthralled comparing it a lot to her trident or her we more her field of fire where it was the introduction of dragons into a transaction that hasn't had to deal with dragons in a very long time right and that was the key the changing factor that the mad the, the slavers magistars i almost called them the slavers well magistars There's implies a like a trade yeah, of right. like goods and right let's not but yeah anyway so we're not reading nope. danny we're, we're reading sansa sansa yeah. three Last episode, Sansa. or last uh, last time we read Sansa three, yeah. not last episode. Well, no, uh, not Sansa three. Sansa two. That when we were reading Sansa two, right. we are on Sansa three. There's so many fucking numbers. Like, give me a break, man. I'm just trying to get. The... Sansa went hawking with Marjorie. Yeah, and it was a sweet outing. They got to do some talking. Uh, Marjorie really talked up her brother and them being so close. Their future that's going to be spent just living life large as fuck up in the living high, that garden. high garden life. Yeah, you know? for sure. And San that this caused Sansa to want to confide in Marjorie that Joffrey is indeed a monster and will hurt you and Marjorie is like, No, don't even trip, dog, I got it. And also the big point of this chapter, besides the fucking seamstress who's popping around, got my eye on her still, was Sansa has a new gown being made, yes. which she's very excited for thinking that maybe she'll wear it to when she meets Willis for the first mm -hmm, time or mm -hmm. their wedding mm -hmm. or all the fanciful dreams that Sansa so tragically is still clinging to only to be dashed horribly in this horrendous fucking chapter. That is Sansa 3. Yeah, so let's start with that, which as we're going into Sansa 3, just how 
unsettling this chapter is I hate it. in general. This is because uh, we've talked about how, you know, never really resonated with Sansa during the first couple reads or rereads. Uh, and this time, speculate or not speculating, but really scrutinizing. Rip things. my fucking heart out of my chest, throw it on the ground, and stomp. It on was. It. it was. Yeah. It was kicking up some anxiety in me, like th- this absolute dread of just everything against your will. She is trapped, and there is. She's being forced to have to kiss and lay with this fucking man that she wants right. nothing to do with. The fact that by the end of this, we are. Thanking disgusting, horrible Tyrion for what teeny amount of humanity he has the left to not that he showed, like yeah. just yeah, and it's that just scene, so. It's gross. So it starts on the morning that the new gown is ready, and Sansa is getting all decked out, fucking, and she's loving it. She's like, "This is dope." Get my herded, and Cersei herself <laughs> even comes to see how it goes, and she's just so Sansa's too caught up, man. Great fucking there, yeah. Um, she's gonna in just a few sentences. My my notes are a little hoppy here. Hoppy, scotchy. Um, she's gonna mention that. Why would she call Willis a gargoyle unless she? Because she doesn't have any knowledge of that. She doesn't know that's happening. So, what is Cersei doing here, helping you with your wedding dress, Sansa? Like, if she doesn't know any shit. Well, she, she... is thinking that she looks so goddamn good. Willis is gonna look at her, and not even think of Winterfell. And totally forget her claim and all of that. And that's the, the naivete of Sansa currently is she's not playing the game. She's, you poor dear. And, yeah, so she's not putting two and two together why Sansa or Cersei my would be heart, there. Man. And Cersei wants Sansa in gems as well, the ones that Joffrey gave. And then says it's almost a shame to squander her this. beauty on the gargoyle. And Huh? Hmm. Yeah, Sansa's like, like wait, what, what gargoyle? Oh, by the way, you're marrying Tyrion. Well, but... Sa- so Cersei ignores it. She doesn't answer these fucking questions yeah, yeah. and has the cloak brought. And then Sansa sees the direwolf of her father on the cloak and immediately recognizes it as a maiden's cloak. Yeah. And oh, I that's... guess then that clears up my question: is that Sansa was thinking it was just a pretty dress being made, but she had planned it to be a wedding dress, right? And then it wasn't until that came out that she realized that Cersei. Was aware of anything. Right. So, and so that's it. when, you know, most decent human beings get a fucking gross knot in their stomach, as did I. And now that she's dressed, it's time to go. Go to the Septon. The, ge- uh, the Septon and the guests are already waiting. So, like, again, the last person to know about this is Sansa. And why would she? It's a plot within a plot. She doesn't. She's trying her hardest not to believe. Uh, Dantos is drunk ass with the Tyrells only want your claim and the Lannisters are squashing this very very they don't even get the option because we're taking your claim right we're taking the claim first and it's a power play within a power play and Sansa's just purely caught in the middle she tries to run and that (laughs) breaks my heart again she says no and Cersei says yes you are a ward of the crown Joffrey has every right to dispose of your hand you're to marry Tyrion, and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. God. She tries to get away, but the hands, the probably the seamstress there that grabs a hold of her before she moves more than like a foot. Yeah, Just gotcha. And then all the the king's guard. Well, there. Cersei's a cold ass bitch. Dude. She tells her, "Cry if you must. I'd rip my hair out. He is a loathsome little imp." Yeah, that's fucked. But marry him, you shall. I mean, it reminded me in a lot of ways of Shay, Shay toward Lawless, like. 
you know, like, yeah, you're going to be raped by this little garbage man. Get over it. Like, but that's what a lady does. Hike ha, up ha, your ha. skirt and do it. Yeah. I am no way getting the sickest of enjoyment out of this. And Sansa, thanks, Dantos the Fool, may not have been so foolish after all. And, yeah, it's, it's fucking brutal. Marin Trant and Osmond Kettleblack enter, and Sansa tries to run, but Kettleblack catches so, her. I'm starting to see that more, and again, this we'll see how this bites me in the ass as we move forward, because, you know, Garrett is cold hands and all those other, yeah. things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kettleblack seems to, this one, whichever one he ends up being in the future as well, who knows, right. uh, is showing kindness. I, he's I don't know taking kindness. the place of the hound in the show. He's being this much is, more this gentle. This scene was given to the hound, but. And, yeah, and so. Does that continue? Is he actually, like, and again, nobody in this fucking series is a good person. Is he a decent one that gets caught up? And again, I, was he a mercenary, they, the, the Kettle Blacks or some shit that were hired in? But um, I'd have to do my research. I but, mean, I wouldn't have put uh, it beyond uh, Cersei to have told these two specifically, if you strike her, clean her face after. Like, I, I don't think in any way, because he's, I mean... The brothers Kettleblack get all tied up in. Well, Cersei's, and that's what I'm. I'm meaning is like, like, were they just? I think it's just guys part of the game. looking like, to get rich who ended up getting caught up way more seriously in the game than they anticipated because they end yes. up in like the set. And he seems like a just a decent, quote unquote, very loose right, using that term. Right, decent. Right, right. I think uh, it's it's a moment similar to the Hound, and I think that's why it was. Like I'm, I'm in it for the money, but I don't. I'm not like, the Hound is a pretty brutal fucking human being in the first couple books and doesn't even remotely begin to soften until background shit and feast. And so it's yeah, it's reminiscent of that to me because yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it, this more was just like, a, you fucking prick. Like, yeah, he tells her wolves are supposed to be brave, gives her some courage, but in the end, he could have been the coach by Cersei of, again, if you hit her at the king's order or mine, make sure you clean the blood because it is her wedding day right. and the Lannister name is being represented so it's I find it hard to believe that anything that occurs in this chapter is for Sansa's fucking interest at all from anyone in this goddamn city around her Yeah, yeah. and it's fucking horror so yeah he bids her to do as she's bid and she, she says does. thanks I'm a Stark yes I can be brave and thinks that he's not so bad as the rest of them which is just Sansa's leniency to immediately view something as good rosy and yeah yeah, as good as it could be and she says she'll go and cersei smiles and says i knew you would like you you fucking the power trip cersei's Mm -hmm. on here is gross and so they go they make their way down yeah she doesn't remember and i don't blame her it's like in a dream yeah like she's just terrified it's horrible and it just takes all her effort to continue. Joffrey awaits them on the stairs. Uh, and the fact that she just doesn't yeet herself down these fucking flight of stairs and hope her neck snaps is... I'm your father today. <laughs> <laughs> she says you're not. You'll never be like the balls, dude. Can I... I want to point out that, though, that it can be really quickly glazed over. Tyrion does the same thing. Right. Both of them deny stand him. up to him yeah, and yeah. openly speak out against him. They deny it. He, I'm no, your father. You're no, not. You're you'll not. never be. You're the fucking douchey yeah. king. You're going to bed her. You're going to do that. Yeah. I'll cut I'll your fucking I'll marry you to the pig and... boy or ill in pain. Right. I'll give you to him. And Tyrion's like, ah, hey, ooh, ah, ooh. 
and he asks for a moment with his lady wife. Joffrey's gonna say no, but Cersei is kind of like, eh, eh, eh. Give him a, give him a. Yeah, so he apologizes for all the secrecy. If he refused, she might have been married to Lancel. And then he asks which she may prefer, and if she wishes, he'll put, she should speak now, and he'll put an end to this mummer's farce. And so, what do you think of that? You think they that she they would have agreed to that if she said, "How about Lancel instead?" And do you think like because I I I believe that Sansa would I think she would go Lannister if that were the case. Because Lancel's going to do everything that Cersei tells her. I think at least for a while until right. she gets twisted so much that she just lashes out. But she, because Lancel's going to continue sleeping with Cersei so that she can feed him all the information and get all the information from for Sansa and about Sansa. And then, but Sansa's going to be living at large, a young knight, a lord, you know, he's going to one day inherit fucking yeah, Kevin's a, place. And that's the interesting bit is he's more. They'd be cousins? The look. Cersei and Sansa? Yeah. The look that that Sansa would like in Lancel. Right. But he's a, I mean, he's, he's a, a fucking pussy. Right. Like, he's not at all the kind of knight she wants. And so it's an interesting train of thought to go down I also wonder where it's coming from on Tyrion's behalf of like it, it comes off as him being sympathetic of the first of his if you're buying into Tyrion's bullshit as I did that you know everything he does is for the betterment of all but I don't it's just a, it's a loaded fucking question like yeah. you don't give this girl a choice here like who would you rather marry me or this fucking stunted douchebag. I'll, I'll take like, the little the moron that's fucking... you know, what right. would you rather have this fucking poison or that? And Sansa even thinks that, I don't want any Lannister, but says she's the ward and she'll do her duty as the king commands. And Tyrion says that he is not the husband most girls dream of, but neither am I Joffrey. She remembers. You were nice. So they take hands, and they head to the altar. There are no Tyrells in attendance, but plenty of others. Varys, Adam Marbrand, Sir Bronn, Lord Giles, Lady Tonda's pregnant daughter, sobbing for no apparent reason. <laughs> is like, that something, Shade, though? brah. Is that something? Like, is there, like, no apparent reason? Why, why is she, is it just for being here and being a person in public? Or do you think something in particular happened on this day? On this day... She was raped. Well, no? I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just seeing if you think that that's still what's happening because it's been not that it's not okay for her to still be fucking. Well, just devastated uh, we get later butt. that like, basically uh, during the dance, I can't remember who it is that says it. I have it noted later. They say that Sansa's sadness is apparent in her eyes. So why wouldn't this stir shit up in Lawlings? It's another fucking girl who's going gotcha. to get raped on against her will to. Tyrion. Tyrion's a fucking monster looking right now. Like Makes sense. So I think it's just that. I'm yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. cycle continues. Yeah. Here's another one to churn into the fucking system. And so, yeah, I, I think just that. Could be more. I'll allow it. If anyone else has any theories on the... Of course, send them in. But she thinks, let her sob. Perhaps I'll do the same before this day is done. Again, everyone's so fucking cold towards her. <laughs> but the ceremony passes like a dream. Joffrey unfastened her, maiden clo- unfastened her maiden cloak and gives her breast a little squeeze as he does so. You motherfucker. Go die. Oh, wait, he's gonna. We're getting there. Tyrion is too short to cloak her. Sansa is mortified, but refuses to kneel. Dude. 
Why should I spare his feelings when no one cares about mine? Because he's the only one here that. Eh, can get... No, I'm with I don't. It. Play... No, I'm, I'm with it. Like, I'm for it too. Fuck yeah, Sansa! Uh, like you, you don't have to fucking spare Tyrion anything. Like so, they make Dantos go and and kneel, kneel so, so that, Tyrion can climb up. Yeah, him. and then when she turns around, she's ashamed by the embarrassment in his face, and that's it's. She's you just know, decent. Like, yeah, I mean, Tyrion tries to be, but Tyrion's not still a, son a of great bitch. person, right? You're a son of Sansa a bitch. Sansa is the victim here, regardless of Tyrion going right. a little red in his and face. So the fact that she feels ashamed is just sad. Yeah, like, right. You, you don't have to spare his feelings, girl. So she kneels when they do the vows, facing him to get on his level. And they do the vows, they kiss, and she just thinks, God, he's so fucking ugly. <laughs> and when the Septon declares them husband and wife, she almost sobs. And then we get to the feast. feast and the Tyrells feast. show up finally. Like, yeah, what a man. party! Yo, where the drinks? They showed up with the drinks. Marjorie nice gives her party. a piteous look. The Queen of Thorns, no look at all. Eleanor, Alla, and Mega seem determined not to know her, so she's lost all yes. her high guard. Yeah, brass. she's got nothing now. I mean, she's no use. She's a Lannister, right? There's no yeah. point for them to pursue, yep. and the Queen of Thorns doesn't want anybody even knowing that she spoke with. Well, right, because now that plan is Cersei's new. got the claws in. Like right. she's gonna, you know, it's gonna inform the Lannisters. Yep. Whatever anything happens with Sansa, Marjorie and Joffrey kick off the first dance. Tyrion thinks that it. Tyrion th- drinks a lot. They, they don't need to make a show of them trying to dance out there together. But while he's drinking, Sansa does go enjoy a few few songs. Joffrey and Marjorie lead in place of Tyrion and Sansa. I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just I I like that because Tyrion says that he's they've they both as he's equating them both to victims here have given them enough entertainment for one day which i think is interesting considering here with joffrey it's the dwarves with the war of the five kings that come out and provide the entertainment yeah so i was just gonna wedding, say that murdered. this is the uh the only t- chance that he gets to dance right. with his wife at a wedding yeah not wife never wife suck it in her dreams she always danced with her husband, all eyes on her, smiles all around, and she thinks not even my husband is smiling now. But she does end up getting a nice dance with Garland. Yeah, there and is Garland. He, uh, he, t- he's the one that you said with the pity or looks sad, sadness in her eyes, yeah. and he gives her some words of encouragement. But like again, it's that. Hey, I know you're just a little girl, Fucked. but you're gonna get raped, yeah. uh, most likely repeatedly. Uh, fuck your family; they're traitors. There's nothing left up there. So, have a good one. Go yeah. dance with the guy's uh, uncle that's gonna rape you. He also says he's seen her look at Loris, and the imp will make her a better husband. He is a bigger man than him than he seems, I think. And so, the first part I think is him saying like, "You ain't Loris's type." So at least right. with the husband, you'll actually be able to consummate and have children. And, and he does at least have those kind words. The for second period of right, Tyrion will what at least seem he does to have. not abuse you the way the king would have. So like you may be safe. But the dance gives her many partners. There's well wishes. Uh, Tommen, she danced with, <laughs> with Tommen, who wants to be married because he's older than this lord or that. And um, then. She's partnered with Joffrey. And he says that he'll still have Sansa whenever he wants, and then he gives her a very moist kiss. And then the partners change again. 
And then the dance is over, and Joffrey announces the betting. You motherfucker. Tyrion, of course, ain't having it. Yo. Swears he'll geld Joffrey. I love this scene. I love the way that Tywin just is up and controlling it. Well, there's, he he swears, so yeah, he says you'll be fucking your, your own wife with a a wooden cock, because I swear I'll geld you. And then there's shocked silence, during <gasps> which Sansa wrenches her arm away from Joffrey, enough so that the fabric rips, but that no one reacts because everyone's shocked at Tyrion. Like, yeah, Tyrion drops a bomb, but, like, that fucking that, act of defiance. Yeah, My like, husband said, get off of me. Well, no, not that. The Sansa saying, get your fucking disgusting, gross it's because her man king hands off doing of her. It. That's how this works, Zachary. You need to fucking leave the booth. <laughs> I will not yeah, have so, that bullshit. Uh, again, I just think it shows that they're both absolutely willing to stand up for themselves. And so her pulling away from him like that is just the ultimate sign of defiance. You're yanking away from the king. Well, that's Granted. what I mean. Right. right. No, She's I'm yanking going... away from the king in, in a room full of fucking Lannisters, Tyrells, all the people who matter. And, like, her dress rips. It's a noticeable fucking thing that's occurred, and no one says a word, like, because they're all so dumb and so worried about Tyrion that they're not seeing the defiance in Sansa. Yes, she's agreeing to marry Tyrion. She fucking just yeeted herself away from the king. Like, fuck off. And she's a traitor's child, man. And then Cersei asks Tywin if he heard what Tyrion just said. Did you hear what he said? Tywin rises and says he believes that they'll dispense with the betting, and then says, Tyrion, I'm certain you did not mean to threaten the king's royal person. And which Tyrion takes the cue and says, it was a bad jape, your grace. And Joffrey's like, you gotta get me! Only because of the jealousy that was formed inside of me at your massive royal cock. Basically. And I have a little teeny tiny dwarf cock. If you take my tongue... You'll leave me no way to pleasure this sweet wife you've given me. And there's some laughs, but Tywin says that Tyrion's clearly drunk. Again, poor fucking Sansa, man. At her own wedding feast. And Tyrion says he's not so drunk that he cannot attend his own bedding. And so he hops down, staggers out, grabs Sansa's hand, and leads a red-faced Sansa out of the hall to their given-for-the-night chamber in the Tower of the Hand. So they get in there, Tyrion immediately wants a drink, and Sansa's like, is that wise? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not really all that drunk, so, like, I need to be. And she gets a goblet for both of them, thinking it will be easier if she is drunk, which is... So she takes, downs, like, half of it in a few gulps, and then Tyrion recalls his first wedding night with him and Tysha, how they fell into bed laughing at the end of the night after feeding each other morsels of food, which... Is the right direction. Like, <laughs> why couldn't you just have stayed on this train of thought, Tyrion? Of that, that's the way it's supposed to happen. Consenting, right? Laughing. This ain't okay. You carrying her to the bed and falling into it together. So, Sansa says, "Oh, uh, you know, I had forgotten." And Tyrion's like, "You never knew. No one." Really I didn't knows. tell people. You but Sansa, curious, asks who it was she was, and then that's the mistake I think here. Because then we get the dark Tyrion that really reminded me of Dance of Dragons Tyrion when he says, Lady Tysha of House Silverfist. <laughs> like, recalling yeah. that that's how she was paid ta- She was paid after the men. Their arms have one gold coin and a hundred silver upon a bloody sheet. Like, 
Yeah. He's there is no house. She's not a noble, but he's shaping it and telling Sansa what happened without offending Sansa. And that yeah. I think is the shift here of he's reminded of that and how fucked his father is towards him and that poisons the rest and takes it as far as it does where Tyrion is hard naked in front of a 13 I believe she says uh, year old girl and it's fucking disgusting but like I I can't even base it off of the the world that they're in like and it being allowed there it's just fucking yeah so this is when he asks how old she is and she says 13 and he says gods have mercy which is the right response again and then asks her basically if like why she's not opening and seems to get mad tells her you hide behind courtesy as if it were castle wall and Sansa repeats the Septon's words that courtesy is a lady's armor and he tells her I am your husband you can take your armor off now and she asks if he wants her clothing off too and he says yep my lord father has ordered me to consummate this marriage so hands trembling she begins to undress with her eyes on the floor as she's nude before him, he says that she is still a child, but he still wants her. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And then he goes into this long, detailed thing about how he could be good f- to her and wouldn't abuse her. She would be safe. He would protect her from Joffrey. And she realizes that he's as frightened as she is. But all she feels for him is pity, and pity was death to desire. Which, yep. I mean, yes, but is not even a thought that a 13-year-old should be thinking, thinking Standing in this moment. Standing naked in front of a fully grown man, that, well, halfly grown man. But, but she says nothing in answer, just stands there for a while, and when he realizes there's no answer, Tyrion tells her to get into the bed, we must do our duty. And so she does, it's all honey-scented and petal-covered, as it's supposed to be a romantic right, night. Right, right. And it's just the, the backdrop to it. It's all fucking twisted. She goes to cover herself with a blanket. He tells her no. So she closes her eyes and hears him undressing. He hops up on the bed, puts a hand on her breast, and she shudders, dreading what comes next, as any normal human being, I believe, would. And then his hand is gone, and he tells her to open her eyes. She does as she's doing what he commands. It's her duty. And he sits naked at the foot of the bed, his man staff stiff and straight between his legs. So, mainly the the reference of man staff one, I don't think it was put there for to to add a humorous. I think it's it her, was that like more intended to her show childlike that, nature, like how the Septons haven't quite gotten into that yet of what like. I'm sure she's had all the lessons about what would happen with her own menstrual cycle in that bit and how she's capable of becoming pregnant and with child. But I don't know if she's gotten the birds and the bees of what the males what possess. Occurs. And I think she's just been based off of rumors from Beth Cassell and, you know, the different serving girls stories that she's heard of them bedding with sh- soldiers. And so the word manstaff, yeah, just really is... A fucking horrid way of being like, oh yeah, this is how innocent. And yeah, and that's what I saw. Not it's ready just how for childlike this. Like she truly thinks and is at this point. She's only fucking thirteen years old. He says he cannot do this, lovely as she is. Gross. 
His father be damned, we will wait, however long it takes, until you've come to know me better and perhaps trust me a little. And his smile makes him look grotesque and sinister. Just this little fucking monster sitting at the edge of her bed. Aroused because of a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. And uh, she asks, like, well, what if I'm never ready, ever? And he don't like that. She but... she she asks, how have I sinned that the gods would do this to me? Like, this is some kind of hell. Yeah, you've done... She's oh, imprisoned. You've done nothing. She can't leave against her will. And now she has to marry and be touched by and grabbed and groped and see naked this stunted little creature who, by all accounts, not due to dwarfism, due to his now missing nose, is grotesque to look at. Like, this is fucking hell for a girl like Sansa. Yeah. For any yeah, absolutely. girl Sansa's age. Like, fuck for me. Like... Even yeah, I mean it, the marriage is... against your will. If I was locked in a fucking tower and then told, "Oh, you're, you're gonna marry this girl, regardless of it, who," and then it's she gonna is, happen to her like, friend too. You have no choice in the matter. It's just ha- like fuck that, man. That's, eh. but hey, obviously the whole chapter is fuck the whole situation. But... Yeah, but he does at least then say, "Well, that's what whores are for, dwarfs like me, dwarfs like me," because of the. Yeah, you just went real quick. Cause oh, you're, did you? Yeah, yeah, you're jumping over all a bunch of stuff. Because he swears on his honor as a Lannister, which is one of the worst things that he could ever say to her, that he will not touch her until she wants him to. So that sentence carries literally no fucking weight. And then it what takes every ounce of her courage to look at him and ask, what if I never want you to? Now that reminded me of her looking at the Hound. And when she realized that Hound isn't, that scary he's just usually drunk and raging and there is a softness to his face if you really look and so she's looking at Tyrion but she's still seeing grotesque and sinister still seeing Lannister and so like I think that's a portent Sansa is good at reading people we've realized that throughout this she's even if she doesn't necessarily interpret what she's supposed to be doing it's still almost fairy tale monster like but that's the point, is Tyrion's image hasn't changed, and now she works up the courage to look at him, and it's still the same feeling that she right. had, and she asks, yeah, what if I never want you to? And he jerks as if she slapped him. She just hit the hardest fucking chord she could have right. in this sense, without even intending to, just that right. subconscious, and, you know, good for her for saying, I don't ever want you touching me, like, right. but... Uh, I mean, she hits it right on the head, and then, yeah, that's what whores are for. And he makes a hand into a fist and climbs off the bed, which the fist, again, is another. He's fucking frustrated by this sexually now, gross, and now emotionally is. She just fucking jabbed him, like, and basically said, yeah, no, you're pretty bad. This is a shit deal. Fuck all of this. I would rather lay here in bed than ever have you fucking touch me. So... It's. I think this chapter is meant to, sh- like, show the darkness in Tyrion. Yeah. That like, Sansa sees him for a little fucking Which monster. Is, I don't want to say funny, but it, it's. I don't interesting think they're that, gonna have a happy. Well, no. I mean, at I any think point. it's interesting that the first time I read through, I think I saw it in the opposite. Right, like, not not that decent. anything was okay, but that yeah, that he, oh well, he's being a good guy by not sleeping with the he he groped her. 
He, he grew like he, he, he got hard her, from he, it. He, he it, gross. Right. It's fucking gross. And yeah, I think that Martin wrote this chapter with the entire thing intending to be unsettling. Oh yeah, and for sure. Eerie and just you're not supposed to like or enjoy any part of this chapter. Yeah. It's fucking bleak. But uh, that's the end of Sansa three. So we'll con- convene our small <sighs> council, get some inductees, read some emails, and give our own. Yeah. All right. We're back with the small council. I must have had a coffee burp. Well, then I'm glad that I came in with that little. That little I'm drinking ditty. late night coffee. Yay. That's it is. a good idea. You, you're only like halfway done with that thing, mm-hmm. dude. Damn. I've been sipping. Damn. Yeah. You need to hurry up. Eh. Otherwise, you're going to be up all night, bro. Yeah, no. I'm pretty Whatever. Deep. Fuck your sleep schedule. Right, you know. Anyway, so do you have an inductee for that chapter? Sansa 3? No. Fuck everyone. I do. It's Sansa. Because this right. poor fucking girl is having to endure. And, like, this is just the start of her fucking tribulations, man. Like, she's just got so much bullshit to go through before. We don't even know. We don't even know what the resolution is going to be. If there's a fucking resolution for this fucking girl. And so, I don't know. We we met her potential prospect uh, in, is that in a... Sample chapter, or is that at the end of Dance, where she was meeting Sir, Sir Harry? Sir, Sir Harry. Um, the winged knight. Harry the air? Yeah. 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 And he seems a little pompous. Douchey. But while we don't know him very much at all, he you doesn't quite me. seem Joffrey. No. At all. Maybe. He doesn't seem quite as sadistic. Yeah. But who knows? Like, yeah. he could be. But just a little, a little pompous, which seems kind of up. Sansa's alley, you know, if she's right. got this guy that's, Let's relax. you know, casting some shade at some people, and getting she's crazy. like, all right, I'll, I'll talk down on some motherfuckers with you. Let's getting, do this. Getting crazy. Either way, Sansa's a badass bitch, and she deserves our love. She's cool. a sweet baby angel. Sansa, so then I'll induct Tommen, her dance partner. Fuck yes. Who uh, I recalled now was excited because he said, I'm taller than my uncle is now. And Sansa said, I know you are. And then he was taken oh. away. And so Tommen, for... Casting mad shade at Tyrion and like Sansa. like being the kid at the party, yo. Yeah. He was like, yo, I want to get married now, which is also a funny... Yeah. Little well, that's it. Yeah. foreshadowing that of he's coming he'll up. be the next wedding. And so... Uh, well, the next successful well, wedding. Well, that's what I mean, the next wedding after the planned one that everyone <laughs> thinks is going right. And uh, I also, like... <laughs> that's good. I never even... That's a good... As well as the, the little bit of the Tyrells coming in pissed. That is also foreshadowing of yes. the only people matter than the, the fucking Sounds bride and groom... Are the Tyrells here, and that carries over into the purple? They wedding. just lost the North, right? And so they're gonna they? make bah, sure bah, they bah. lose the king. So for yeah, sure. there was lots of cool moving parts in the back, but Tommen for being the innocent injection of just All like right. what up? I want to be married too. Yeah, he's not in on the games. Yet, no, yeah, so he he, no we shit. can still. Yeah, Tommen's acceptable some... as a Lannister because right now he ain't looking fucking good for he's these the Lannisters, only man. Fucking one there is, and but... like that's so funny. I was such a big Lannister fan. I mean, I am still. They're good complex the cutthroat like level of yeah i mean nothing wrong with i mean there's a lot fucking wrong with them them. but to appreciate the writing of the characters and their complex and then because of our fucky scheduling we only have the one inductee but it is a great one from karen who says three big chapters in a row cave sex unsullied and a wedding how devastating 
for not the most naive, but the most optimistic Stark. I like that. Optimistic is a better word than naive. She had talked herself into loving Willis and was ready to make him fall for her than to be surprised and married to a fucking Lannister. And even though Tyrion has been the nicest Lannister, he's absolutely not like any like Sansa's ideal husband, and this was not her dream of what her dream wedding. Inductees, there's multiple for Karen. All right. Well, because we also gave ones for all the other episodes, right? So is there one for each of the three chapters? No, it's okay. she's My bad. inducting I'm backing the fuck off. both Sansa and Tyrion. All right. Neither of them wanted this wedding. Both are heartbroken at having this very personal choice taken from them so they could both use some brotherhood. Fuck yeah. Uh, you were more sympathetic toward Tyrion than we were, so he's always welcome, I guess. For now, until I mean, he does still, something, again, like until he does something and... sketchy, monstrous, like he's good with me, because he's at least aware. He's a lot. He's the most aware Lannister of. I mean, besides probably Tywin. Woke Lannister. Woke Lannister. <laughs> but thank you, Karen. As always, yeah. we appreciate you guys um, writing into us. She's not quite caught up, but we can also give a shout out to Kristen. Kristen, who's been is dropping bombshells. Going quick, yeah. She uh, real quick. We'll touch on. Uh, Sansa five. She sends of, like three to eight chapter and breakdowns every every uh, like a lot of fucking chapter right. breakdowns. She's currently reading uh, Classic Kings. Her last email uh, contained three chapters, one of which was Sansa five, which I wanted to bring up for this episode. This was Sansa five. Is this Sansa? This three? is Sansa five of From, Clash, yeah, Clash of Kings. Kings around Sansa We're three. on Sansa no, three. No, I know. Yeah. So I wanted to bring it up because she mentions comparisons to music. How many times throughout this chapter Sansa notes how strange it is to hear the beautiful music. Also, this is during the Battle of Blackwater at this point. How strange it is to hear the beautiful music in the Seps superimposed with the cacophonous sounds of war. A terrible song. We have a microcosm of the series as a whole here. Two clashing songs. The Song of Ice versus Fire. The Song of Prayer versus War. And perhaps are more alike than they initially seem. It's especially significant coming from Sansa, whose childlike, idyllic perception of song is crumbling into something much darker for every passing chapter. So, the point that you make of the the microcosms, the two clashing songs, Song of Ice and Fire, the Song of Prayer and War, I think is perfectly illustrated here, where Sansa is in the middle of both of those songs. She's married here because she's a Stark, Right, and as a claim. And as a claim, the war the claim. and prayer, and she's hiding behind her courtesy and her prayers, and the Song of Ice and Fire, or Ice First Fire, and that's her Stark lineage, which is the very significant, of, right, the, 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 the others. Wars, yeah. And so Sansa, as well as the rest of the Starks, but no one epitomizes more the in the middle of both songs, a foot in both worlds. And so the fact that you brought it up then... And it's still, I mean, the wedding, the dance was the happiest part. She was able to lose herself right. in the music, in the song again. And so music continues to be very prevalent in Sansa, even up to Sansa 3 of A Storm yeah. of Swords. And it was just a really good point. And so, yeah, thank you for Kristen all your emails, always has Kristen. great emails. Yeah. She, it'll be a little bit before she catches up, but we wanted to touch on that just because it yeah, was prevalent. Yeah, it was a good email. Um, if you would like to send in some emails and inductees, you can write to us a bunch of different ways. You can go to the Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. We have a group there. There's also a private group that can be accessed by going to the Patreon. We also do some where we're doing a reread of the Dunkin' Egg trilogy. Yeah, we lost the... some episodes on Patreon as well, yeah. but uh, we... 
of course, are now remotivated. Yep, in we're, that we're as getting well back into all those to things to get you guys so, some Patreon content um, fresh. You can check out every episode of any of the books that we've read previously at brotherhoodwithout.com. You can check out any of the socials. I'm on Twitter at Manners Without. Zach is on Twitter at Carstark92. Hey. And it's goody goody gone, man. Leave us some reviews that are great. We would really appreciate it. Um, we Spotify, missed you guys. Apple it's Podcast. good to be recording again yeah, and reading yeah. again. And uh, next we're reading Aria 5. So, so speaking of oh. reading real quick, we're reading this crazy new book called House of Leaves. And if you like horror, yo... Yeah, there may be a completely un a Song of Ice and Fire related Patreon episode about House of Leaves. Just a discussion, man. Because just... this book is fucking intense and it's really good. And uh, it's cool. I think if you like the themes of A Song of Ice and Fire, you may have an interest in some of the themes explored here. It's not for the faint at heart, right? And it's not an easy read, man. Like it's. Uh... But that's a that's a maybe. We we're focused more on Duncan Egg and A Song of Ice yes, and Fire content right what, now, and but the main show here. So and next is Arya Five yes. of A Storm of Swords. So we'll be catching up with Arya and her gallivanting with the Brotherhood. I think they meet the Hound this episode. Is that this one? Or the I next, haven't. This chapter? Maybe it's I've the next specifically one. Kind of. Tried to Beric Dondarrion and stuff. It's gonna be fucking cool. Right, we've so. tried to erase the recorded episodes from our mind, and so hopefully coming into Arya With now, fire. a little bit fresh off of it, having not read it in a minute, we'll be ba, able ba, ba. to read, recome to it, and it'll be a great episode, as I think this Sansa one was. So it's good to be back. We love you. Thank you for coming we'll back. We'll be more on a routine schedule, so it won't be long before you hear from us again. We'll catch you on the next one. Valor to Harris. Peace.